Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 69 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I truly appreciate you listening in. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. While the CFL season is coming to an end in a couple of weeks, there is still plenty of football to be played south of the border. The Tight Ends Podcast is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, and host Vonda provides a light-hearted look at football and sports. Here she is to tell you all about it. The podcast you're listening to is proud to be part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. And so is mine. My name is Vanda, and I'm the host of Tight Ends Podcast. I don't know much about football, but I know a tight end when I see one. If you're looking for a sports podcast without all the stats and numbers and even facts and figures, join Tight Ends Podcast, the sports podcast for the rest of us. Every week we find out what's up with Gronk, and we always have a great tweet of the week so you can follow along. Go to albertapodcastnetwork.com to find more great podcasts like Tight Ends Podcast. And remember, clear eyes, tight ends can't lose. Visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for info and links to all the great shows on the network. I'm talking Canadian competition barbecue with my guest Kent Hansen this week. Kent is part of the Devil Made Me Cue It team out of Saskatoon and is also on the Canadian Barbecue Society board. Our conversation is coming right up and keep an eye out on the Eat More Barbecue YouTube channel for the video version of this episode coming soon. The Alberta Podcast Network is pleased to partner with the folks at SeatGiant.ca. SeatGiant is Canadian-owned and operated and is your source for tickets to the hottest concert, theatre, and sporting events. Maybe you're looking for tickets to one of the CFL Division Final Games this coming weekend, or you're hoping to cheer on your team in the Grey Cup the week after in Calgary. Visit SeatGiant.ca and use the code APN at checkout to save 5% off your purchase, and you'll be helping out the network at the same time. Seat Giant also sells tickets to events in the U.S., and the prices are always in Canadian dollars, so you won't get any nasty exchange rate surprises on your credit card. Just use the code APN at SeatGiant.ca. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast uh, here in the basement studios and via Skype. I've got uh, Kent Hansen. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of... uh, Canadian competition barbecue, a little uh, CBBQS, and a little World Food Championships uh, this evening. Kent, how you doing? Thank you for being on the show. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Uh, so you are in Saskatoon, correct? You betcha. So let's talk about your, your background a little bit and how you kind of ended up in the barbecue world. Um, 2007-ish, I bought it just a cheap charcoal offset smoker from Canadian Tire for like a hundred bucks. Yep. Put out some really bad food on it for a long time. As we've all done, yeah. Yeah, and then um, Saskatoon used to have a competition. Okay. And uh, I signed up last minute to be a judge. Yep. And judged it. And then the following contest in North Battleford. Right. Judged that and met... My teammate Evan right and uh, we said hey let's do this as a thing we should do right and so then the next season in Saskatoon was our first competition okay and uh, yeah there, we had another teammate Conrad as well 
but he got busy with life, so. Yep, that, that happens too. Away. So you've been competing since uh, 08? Well, no. So 07, I bought that cheap one. Yep. It was 2011, we started competing. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Uh, yeah, now where I got to, you know, obviously being in Saskatchewan, not a lot on the competition side there. You've got to travel a little bit, I guess. Yeah, it used to be there was lots in Saskatchewan. Well, not lots, but comparatively there was more. Yeah. You know, we used to have Saskatoon, North Battleford, Moose Jaw had one at one time. Right. Uh, there was one in Regina, Rob brought back. Right, this year, yeah. Last year, there yep. was only one in Saskatchewan, and that was Rob's in Regina. Yeah. So what... Uh, what do you think is behind kind of the where it, why it dropped off? Money. Money. 100%. Yeah. The, the backing money from sponsors. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of you know one thing for a couple years that's been an issue with pro barbecue contests yep. is that it's tough to get backing money because there's nothing really there if you're not. A competitor right yep so uh, you know there's porkapaloozers 45 teams yeah but all the public can come out and they can't have anything yeah. from any of the teams unless the teams are willing to jump through the holes the hoops you know get their Alberta food safe license right. get your temporary vending license and, yep. and all this stuff and so it just doesn't yeah pay and so it's, it's tough to get those, you know, those $5,000 checks from big companies to back your contest. For yeah, no, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, they, and I was up at Parkapalooza this year. They had a few things going on uh, outside of the competition to attract some people in, at least. But, uh, yeah, it's, and, uh, and that's kind of what you have to do. You have to yeah. have beer gardens. You have to have a stage. you got to have something for families to come out with. Yep. The, the food but vendors then, and, yeah. Yeah, but then... That stuff all is a distraction for the teams. Right. And so the teams are there to cook, but then yeah. you got, you know, classic rock cover bands just blaring <laughs> 10 feet away from you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you got to find the balance, right? Yeah. So uh, Evan is your uh, your teammate, just the two yeah. of you primarily doing the cooking? Yeah. Right on. And uh, so where do you find yourself traveling for competitions these days then? Alberta. Yeah. It's Barbecue on the bow. Yep. Um, what else did we do this year? Uh, Camrose. Camrose has been a really good one. Last, yeah. You know, started last year or two years ago and then this last year. Yep. It's really geared towards families. Right. And, but it's not a distraction, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, like I said, they've, they've kind of found that balance, you think? Yeah. So they, you know, both me and Evan brought our families and kids this year. Mm-hmm. And so the kids zone had like bouncy castles all day, free oh, ice cream all yeah, day, just, free cotton candy all day. Yeah, just let them go. So we're just gone and had a blast. Yeah, right on. Did you guys read down at Cremona? We actually didn't do Cremona. Oh, okay. That one, scheduling conflict. Yep. It's, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Rob got his competition, uh, that one in Regina back, uh, Pilot Butte, I guess, going this year. Yeah. Um, do you see things kind of on the upswing in Saskatchewan? Not quite yet. Not quite yet. Yeah. There's, there's always talk. Yep. It's, you know, 
there's always talk. Yeah. The tough thing is, is there's like in Saskatchewan, like there's only really five serious teams. Right. And so when one or two of those teams have to do the legwork to put on a competition, yep. then, you know, your pool is smaller. There are teams that are going to travel from Alberta and Manitoba yeah, sure. in the yep. States, yep. but not enough. Yeah. Yeah, it cuts down on the numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, so you are, let's get into a little bit of a Canadian Barbecue Society. What's your role with the with the organization? Um, I am a board member. I am the treasurer. All right. The money man. Which just means that I click send money here, send yeah. money there. Yeah. Yeah. It's my first year on the board. First um, year, yep. It's... It's, it's really interesting in that there's a lot of work to be done mm-hmm. to try to, you know, drum up interest and, and drum up stuff. And there's a handful of people doing that work. Yeah. And then just a lot of people complaining. <laughs> yeah, that's why, I, that's why I avoid uh, getting involved in boards and committees. I don't have time. To, I don't have the patience for that, you know. <laughs> most of it's most of it's good. Yeah. You know, it's it's a volunteer board. Yeah. And there's only so much we can do. Mm-hmm. And then people yeah, say, "What? Yeah, they what's what's my money going towards?" And you tell them, and they're like, "Well, that doesn't help me." And I was like, "Tell me what you want me to do then." Yeah. If you raise the fees so you can do more, then they'll complain about that, right? So. Yeah. So, talk about the uh, the barbecue society's kind of role or mission uh, when it comes to barbecue in Canada. Uh, just to promote Southern style barbecue in Canada. Yeah. Um, you know, educate is is at the forefront is to educate people on barbecue. Yep. Um, how it's different than grilling, um, and then just you know let people know the different avenues that you can, you know, you can be a backyard person and, and, you know, just cook for your friends, but go and compete as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the focus or the main focus kind of does seem to be on the competition side, right? Yeah. Mainly because, you know, 90 something percent probably of our membership is competitive teams, right? Right. Yep. You know, the, the, and really the biggest thing, that we offer is, you know, our team of the year standings, our provincial standings, and our rookie of the year standings. Yeah. You know, those are the biggest things. That's what people check out week after week. Sure. Yep. They want to know where they're sitting. They want to get their four contests in. Yep. You know. Yep, right on. Uh, what's kind of uh, coming down the line for the uh, Barbecue Society? Anything uh, new to report? Um, not really. Kind of heading I'm into the off season here, Kind of heading into the off season here. Yeah, whereas the off season is actually where we get most of our work done. Right. Because you know, April to you know now there's team down in the Jack Daniels Championship. Yep. Right now. Yep. And you know, three of our board members are down there. Yep. You know, it's 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 a busy time, so there's there's not a lot of time to go mm. and chase that extra stuff. Right. But starting October, November, December, that's when, you know, a lot of stuff gets done. Yeah. 
So we're looking to add, you know, some more national partners. This last year we added, you know, our pellet sponsor, Lumberjack Pellets. Yeah. yeah. As, as part of the, you know, international pellet sponsor. Um, and so just looking to add more national sponsors like that. Right on. Yeah. Uh, we'll just take a real quick uh, break here to, to get a word in from our sponsor, and then I want to talk about your recent experience uh, down in Dallas at the World Food Championships. We'll be back in just a second. This week's episode is brought to you in part by ATB Financial. Christina is a foodie with a passion for healthy, casual, vegan food. With a business plan in mind for a health-conscious eatery, she reached out to ATB. After being introduced to a manager of entrepreneurship, she was happy to find out that he not only supported her dream, but was excited about it too. Now Christina has two successful KB and Co. restaurant locations in Edmonton serving delicious plant-based food to vegans and non-vegans alike. To hear more about Christina's story, visit atb.com slash Christina and visit atbentrepreneurcenter.com to learn more. All right, we're back. I got Kent Hansen here. Um, World Food Championships. You're just back, uh, recovering for the last couple of days? Yeah. Uh, Flew back Monday night. Monday night. Talk about that experience a little bit. Um, it, was, it was an awesome time. Yeah. You know, we... Planned to wait a couple extra days on the front end to go and you know be tourists yeah. and check out Dallas as a city. Dallas yeah. is an amazing city. I didn't know it was going to be that fun. Yeah, all oh, right on. Yeah, I haven't been. I've been to Houston a few uh, a bunch of times, but uh. yeah, Dallas for being a big city it feels really small. Okay, so uh, it's easy to get everywhere, and everyone was really nice. Yeah, excellent. Um, and then so for the World Food Championships, there was actually two contests. Okay. So the Friday turn-ins was the Eat Division, which is World Food Championships' own division. Okay. And then on the Saturday, there's an IBCA turn-in. Right. And so IBCA, I think it's 100% Texas only. Uh, Yeah, pretty much uh, primarily for sure, yeah. Yeah. But it's... And so on the Friday turn-in, the Eat turn-ins, they were... There's a lot of emphasis on presentation. Okay. And so you get this big, I think it's a 20-inch platter. Oh, might wow. be an 18-inch platter. You get this big platter. They give you three of them, one for each turn-in. Yeah. Brisket, ribs, and chicken. Okay. And you have to have five separate samples plus like a main showpiece. Right. And so coming from the KCBS world. Yeah. Where you know you just have one nine by nine box, a little bit of garnish, yeah. and then you meet. Yeah. Stepping into that that showpiece and and the five separate entries was it took a little bit of a little bit more work. Yeah. Than I'm used to. Yeah. Yeah. Different, right? Yeah, and especially Evan does a lot of our garnish work. Actually, okay. all of our garnish work. Yep. So he's you know really good at that, and I'm not so good at that. <laughs> yeah. So not having Evan there was was tough. Okay, well, you were, he wasn't down there with you. No. So my it, wife came and she helped out. Okay. Quite a bit. Yep. And, uh, but she hasn't done much of it, so yep. she was learning on the fly as well. But she still did way better than I did. Yep. And so, uh, so that was interesting. That was a little bit of work figuring out those. Yeah, the presentation. Yeah, and then. On the flip side, on the Saturday, the IBCA, yeah. the IBCA turn-ins are very strict and regimented on what you can do. Okay. You know, 
for chickens, it's two half chickens in your box. Two half chicken, yeah. Fully, fully intact, nothing separated. Right. And then it's pork ribs, and you have to have nine ribs in your box, and they have to be laid a certain way. Okay. No garnish. Everything just sits on a sheet of tin foil. Yep. And then brisket, nine slices of brisket on a sheet of tin foil. That's it. No, uh, no garnish at all again. Yeah. Okay. No garnish, and it's so it went from the presentation on each, where you had to take a lot of time and a lot of thinking, a lot of focus on it. Yeah. To the flip side, where it's you know super regimented, exactly what you have to have in the box. Yeah. No kidding. A little different, eh? Yeah. So, with the World Food Championships, is there, are there different categories? So, were you in a barbecue category? Yeah. So we were in barbecue. Yep. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so we we're in barbecue, and then I'll probably forget something. Chef, recipe, chili, dessert, yeah. sandwich, seafood, a burger, yeah. bacon. Okay. Yeah, I've seen. So okay. Is, um, all the divisions have their own, you know, big, you know, twenty-five teams, fifty teams. Yeah, yeah, many. yeah. Okay. The top ten go to like a super showdown on the Sunday. Okay. And then for each division super showdown, the winner of that, I think it's in. February? I might be wrong. Right. But they have like a top 10 yeah. of everything. Yeah, I've heard about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's uh, so it's really all these different competitions all happening at the same time. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's... Uh, There's a, a big... They sit like... We're in a park, and they set up a big food arena, and inside this food arena, there's probably, I want to say, 40 stations. Wow. And each station had its own oven and its own grill. And, Crazy. Know, two days before that, it was just a, a big green space in Dallas. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it, you know, a full kitchen arena. <laughs> Turned into that. Wow, that's pretty wild. So there's got to be a couple thousand people, more? Um, I think they said there was, you know, over 500 teams. Okay. Also. Over 1,500 competitors. Yeah, wow. Um, as far as, like, Spectators. Yeah. It was the same weekend as the last weekend of the Texas State Fair. Okay. And so, as far as spectators go, the numbers were quite low. Sure. There wasn't yeah. a whole lot of it, it. It seemed like unless you went to one of the the special ticketed events at night. Sure. Yeah. The, the day traffic was really low. I okay. Yeah, that's less distraction, I guess, for you, right? Oh, it worked perfect for us. Yeah. So how'd you guys, uh, how'd you do? So first day, uh, eat division, we finished ninth place brisket. Nice. And that was our only 10th place call. Okay. And so to go down to Texas, and there was a yeah. bunch of Texas teams down there, and to be able to get, you know, 10th place, and or 10th, top 10 in brisket in yeah. Texas felt pretty good. Yeah, no kidding, especially when the, you know, the presentation side of it's something entirely new for you, right? Yeah, and so the brisket turn-in was our last turn-in. Okay. And we learned as we went during the day <laughs> after talking to teams yeah and so one of the things that's also a little different whereas kcbs you turn in every 30 minutes yeah here the turn-ins there's three of them in there every hour and a half okay 
So you, so have, you more. have quite a bit of time. Yeah. So after you know our first one, we went and talked to some people. Yeah. After the second one, we went and talked to more people, and you know some teams that have done this before. And, yeah. And after the second one, someone said, you know, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people are putting flowers, mm. bright colors. Okay. And so then, I just happened to have a three pack of um, bell peppers. Okay. And so I sliced them all up and spread them around there you with go. the kale garnish as well. Yep. It still didn't look great. But, but yeah, something. Hey. Yep, no doubt. That's awesome. Yeah, like you said, ninth place down there. Uh, that's uh, that's excellent, man. Yeah, and then the second, the IBCA, we got ninth place ribs. Nice. So and another. So that was right. After the first day, our ribs. So when we we, we flew down there, we had nothing. Mm-hmm. I had one rolling toolbox full of tools, knives, stuff like that. Yep. So we had to go and buy coolers. We had to go buy all our meat. Yep. And so we went to Walmart, just picked up meat. Yep. Didn't love the ribs. Right. Um, Janice from Smellicue, I think she's come down and done a couple IBCAs. Okay. Yep. And she said, you have to go to a grocery store called HEB. HEB, yep. But there's not one in Dallas proper. Ah. So the closest one from us was about 40 minutes away. Yep. And I was like, well, you know, it kind of seems excessive. I got ribs here. Yeah. But I didn't like them. So after the first day, after the ribs were cooked, I was like, no, we got to go to this HEB. Got to find an HEB, yep. That night we drove 40 minutes out to HEB, picked up ribs. Yep. 40 minutes back. And uh, the ribs that we turned in the second day, we cooked exactly the same with the exact same rubs and sauces. Yep. But just the quality of meat was just that, that much. much better. Yeah. That it was, uh, yeah, so we finished ninth place. Oh, right on. That's great, man. And so the IBCA had, so there's a thing called the National Barbecue League. Okay. And so they had a partnership. I don't, I don't know if it's a partnership, but it's something. So a bunch of the National Barbecue League guys came down for this. Okay. And did a, a Friday night special ticketed event and then cooked the IBCA as well. Okay. And so you got some of these top teams like Shake and Bake, um, Joe Pierce from Slaps Barbecue. Yeah. And then like... The godfather of barbecue, um, Johnny Trigg. Okay, yeah, heard the name. And so Johnny Trigg, he was on season one of Barbecue Pitmasters. Yep. And he won the IBCA. Okay. And so he's been cooking barbecue longer than I've been alive, probably. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I'm going to say he's at least 75. Yeah. And he, Clean the floor with all of us. Yeah. So if you're gonna lose to somebody, you might as well yeah. lose to a. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get to meet any kind of barbecue celebrities while you're down there? Yeah. T- yeah. You yeah. know, guys. Joe Pierce from Slaps. Yeah. Tim Shear, Shake and Bake, Johnny Trigg. Um. I seen Mark Henry, former WWE wrestler. Oh, there you go. 
didn't want to bother him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless he's smiling, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so then that was our IBCA. And the ICBA does things a little different with their judging as well. Yeah. They use just people off the street. Okay, not uh, not like KCBS. Yeah, you know, none of these people, they might have taken a judging class, but they just take them off the street the first, I don't know, 25 people say. Yep. So you turn in your box, it's got nine ribs in it. Yep. The judge will eat with a plastic knife and a fork, they'll take their sample off your ribs, they'll eat it. Yep. So everything has to be a little overcooked compared to KCBS standards. Yeah, yeah, they're not biting off the rib, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, they, and this is why they have the hour and a half turn-in windows. And so then, they tally up all the scores from all the boxes. Yep. And if you make the top ten, yep. your same box goes to a final table. Right, yeah, I've heard about, okay, I've heard about this, yeah. Yeah, so it's been picked over. Cold. <laughs> 25 minutes later. Yeah. And it to the final table and so same thing again with our ribs it would have made the final table yeah and got second last on the final table yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it made the final table yeah there you go yeah okay so I've heard people talking about that so I guess now I know what that means okay and so then um Danny Tremblay from Wally Barbecue he was the other Canadian team down there he was the East Coast representative yep um he finished so there was an ancillary categories day that was the Thursday okay but we didn't compete in any of those and Danny did and he got top seven calls in both of those I can't remember what the categories were right but then in the EAT and the ICBA we were the top international team on both of them nice and us and the team from I believe Costa Rica the grill droids were the only two international teams with the call nice well, way to go man yeah. that's great congratulations thank you yeah I saw uh, Brett the Hitman hard at my meat uh, market here on Sunday so we got that wrestling uh, <laughs> <laughs> I walk in and there he is up at the counter you know <laughs> Uh, what else did you get up to while you're in Dallas? I was kind of watching you on Facebook a little bit. It looked like you got around a little. Absolutely. Um, we went to Lockhart's Barbecue. Yeah. You know, one of the top Dallas yeah. barbecue places. Yeah. Um, so that was good. It's in a, a, a cool little district. You know, there's all sorts of... Shops are open, restaurants are open, okay. patios, everyone's out there walking around on the street. Nice. And, and yeah, so we went there for supper on Saturday. All right. Saturday night. Okay. So after we were done two days of cooking barbecue. Yeah, go, we go eat some Mario. <laughs> and ate some Texas barbecue. Yeah. Um, we went to El Phoenix. And so El Phoenix, I don't know if this is actually true. This is just what their website and their servers tell you. Sure. But they are the restaurant that started Tex-Mex. Okay. So in like 1912. Oh, so been around, been around a while. 
invented Tex-Mex. Right. And supposedly he created a machine, an automatic tortilla chip making machine. Okay. That he eventually sold to a gentleman, and that gentleman used it to start the Frito-Lay company. Oh, wow. So that's that's the story they tell. Yeah, yeah. truth somewhere in the middle there, right? Yeah. Right on. Um, went to the Perot Museum. Uh, it's a museum in downtown Dallas. Yep. It's geared towards children, but there's a bunch of cool stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, right where we were, the, the, the World Food Championship was set up was in Reunion Park. Okay. And in Reunion Park, there's a gigantic tower kind of yeah. like the CN Tower. Saw that, yeah. And so uh, we, you know, took the elevator up to the top and checked out the sights. And, yeah. And then uh, my wife and son went to the aquarium. And then we had a little bit of a, a conundrum. We really wanted to go on Sunday and compete in the top ten. Mm-hmm. But it was also the last day of the Texas State Fair. Right. So, so if we didn't make the top 10, we were going to go to the Texas State Fair. Yep. And so we didn't make the Sunday competition. So okay. then we Went. took the train down to the Texas State Fair and yep. hung out there. What's this? Is just like a... I'm trying to think, like Stampede here or... Uh, I'm trying to think what's in, uh, what's in Saskatoon. I know it's... Uh, it is the X. Yeah, okay, it is the X, yeah. Edmonton's got K-Days. K-Days, yeah. K-Days. So it's kind of like, more like the X yeah. and K-Days than the Stampede. Yeah, no, without the rodeo, but yeah, the the, yeah. the exhibition part of Stampede, right? Yeah. Yeah, but okay. gigantic. Yeah, yeah, Texas size. Yeah. And then um, Fletcher's Corn Dogs, which they tell is the first corn dog. Okay. Ever. So they got, you know, Fletcher's corn dog stands all over the place. Right, so we had right. a couple of those. Sure. Gotta gotta do a corn dog. Yeah. And then uh and then Sunday night came back after the state fair. Yeah. And we we're hanging out in the hotel room watching a movie. And then T V says, Hey, tornado warning in your area. The cell phone, tornado warning in your area. Yep. So we're like, Okay. Yeah. You know, we're kinda watching it, kinda watching it. And we're on the tenth floor of our hotel. My son's standing by the window watching the the lightning. Yeah. And all the wind starts just making the window wave in and out. Yikes. And we're like, oh let's go down to the main floor. Yeah. <laughs> and so about fifteen minutes to the north of us, yeah. the tornado passed through the city. Yikes. And destroyed like multiple sections of the city. Yeah. And so you know, if you go on Twitter and Google Dallas Tornado, there's some yeah horrendous pictures of just stores torn apart and Yikes. houses destroyed. Yeah, it's scary stuff, eh? Yeah. But then, it just seemed like the next day, like if it happened here in Saskatoon, you would hear nothing but that right. the next day, the yeah. radio and stuff like that. Yeah. And we were driving to the airport the next day, and they kind of... They were like, well, this intersection's closed, this intersection's closed, and let's talk about celebrity gossip. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> big big city, lots going on, I guess. Eh? Yeah. It's not as big a deal as it would be for us. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. 
Um, sorry, just to jump back uh, to your your team, the devil made me cue it, right? Yeah. Uh, any other than uh, Evan, your team, any other kind of support sponsors you'd like to mention, give a little shout out to? Prairie Smoke and Spice. Prairie, yeah. Uh, they've been, you know, sponsoring us for rubs and sauces for three or four years. Four years probably now. And uh, it's good stuff. It yeah. works, it wins. Yep. <laughs> but we used for those ninth place rips in Texas at IBCA was Prairie Smoke and Spice All Purpose Tumbleweed Rub. Yep. And Blue Ribbon Sauce. Okay, can't go wrong. Just straight out the bottle, no messing around with it, just right there. Yep. And what do you cook on normally? Normally, uh, we got WSMs, so Weber, okay. yep. Smoky Mountain, and then uh, we have uh, GMG pellet yep. grill that we bring out. So once everything's kind of where we want it, we wrap it and we then, toss it in the GMG. Yep. Just is consistent oven like preference, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you can get a little rest. Uh, you can get a little rest, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, when we were down. Yeah, I was going to ask what you were cooking on down there. Um, Old Hickory brought five. I got to get the name right. CTOs. Okay. For the international teams. Nice. We also had a pellet grill supplied by Zed Grills. Okay. And a charcoal grill provided by Bull Grills. Okay, nice. We we might mainly cooked on the the old hickory. Yeah. So the old hickory, it's it's like a full stainless cabinet smoker. Okay. Four racks. Yep. I think American currency. The one we cooked on is roughly just under six thousand bucks. So yeah, nice uh, nice rig. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so that was fun to cook on. Nice. Um, we cooked our chicken on the pellet grill on the second day. Yeah. IBCA. Yeah. Um, and then uh, cowboy charcoal. So that was one of the things, you know, so we went down there. We didn't have anything. Yeah. So we bought the, the cookers. Mm-hmm. And then getting the meats and the coolers and the, the cooking fuel was the next three big things. Right. So we got the coolers and the meat. Yep. And then we just needed the fuel, so we came to the site to drop stuff off. And they were like, here's two pallets of charcoal. Help yourself. Here's a pallet of pellets. Nice. From charcoal, cowboy, cowboy charcoal. Okay, yeah, I've, I've used carb, cowboy up here, yep. Yeah, so cowboy. Yeah. And so that's what we ran all weekend. Perfect. And then Old Hickory brought us a box of hickory wood chunks. Nice. So we used hickory wood, cowboy yep. charcoal. There you go. Yeah, right on. And then charcoal or cowboy the charcoal pellets. Pellets as, as well. well on the yeah, nice to have that uh, supplied for you, right? Ab- absolutely. Makes it a little easier on you. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, any kind of social media you want to plug? Where can folks find you? Devil made me cue it. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Instagram's, you know, pretty much the best way to follow us is if you want to see stuff. Yep. And Facebook, if you want to know stuff. Right. You know, it's like Instagram, especially with barbecue, because it's such a visual medium. Mm-hmm. 
you'll get a lot of followers, but because there's so many other people doing exactly what you do, yeah, there's not really engagement. Yep. Whereas with Facebook, the following is much smaller, but more engagement. You know most of the people, so the engagement is much higher. Yep. So that's you know, so you can find us on that. Right on. I also run barbecue comp memes Instagram. Okay. So I got I make competition barbecue. Yes, yeah, I think I've seen that. I didn't realize that was you. Yep. Oh, there you go. Oh, right on. What do you do when you're not uh, barbecuing, Kent? Uh, by trade, I'm a carpenter. Okay. Right on. Evan, my partner, is a school teacher. Right. And so that's kind of the, the main reason that he couldn't come. He just started at a new school. Yeah, yeah. He had a full class load and. Yep. So in the summertime, yeah, when we compete and he's off, it works great for him. Great for but him, yeah. Construction in the summertime is busy for us. Yeah, yeah. But then coming into the fall and the winter, it, I I have the opportunity to take some time off where he's he's right into it. it. Yep. All right on. Uh, so kind of last question I like to ask folks, Kent. Uh, it, it's dinner time what is uh what's your go-to meal that's that's a tough one <laughs> i, I kind of pick a summer of okay so three years ago it was the summer of spatchcock chickens okay okay two years ago it was the summer of beef ribs good choice and then this last summer was kind of the summer of, you know, sausage-like products. All right. And so it would probably be, you know, some sort of, you know, a, a farmer sausage or a Mennonite-style sausage yeah. cooked up with some some good cabbage rolls. There you go. Yeah. yeah that's nothing wrong with that, man. But then we'll see what next summer's going to be. Yeah, you got to find something new for next year. Ribs or something. <laughs> Beat pork ribs. Yeah. Hey, Kent, uh, thanks so much for doing this. Congratulations on a great showing down at the World Food Championships. And uh, appreciate the work you're doing with the CBBQS here and uh, helping grow barbecue here in Canada. So uh, keep it up, and I'll look forward to seeing you out on the competition circuit a little bit next year. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey, you got it, man. That's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a great rating and review. Thank you to my guest this week, Kent Hansen. Be sure to give him a follow. Wherever you are, I encourage you to get out and support your local barbecue joints. If you visit www.eatmorebarbecue.ca, you'll find a listing of all the great barbecue joints in Alberta. I'm working on a revamp of the Alberta Barbecue Trail page, so watch out for that. If you want to win a pair of tickets to the To and Out CFL podcast live event, head to my Instagram feed at eat underscore more underscore barbecue and find the post about the event with directions to enter. Good luck and I hope to see you there. Please also give me a follow on my other social accounts. I'm on Twitter at eat more barbecue and on Facebook at eat underscore more underscore barbecue. The email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. As always, a big, big thank you to Alan Horvin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. And until next time, folks, keep on smoking. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, and is a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.